Italian Wine Podcast. Chin Chin with Italian Wine People. Hello, this is the Italian Wine Podcast. My name is Monty Ward and my guest today is Luca D'Andrea. Luca is the export manager for the Giovanni Corvezzo Winery in the Veneto. Welcome. Thank you very much uh, uh, to, to invite me here to, to present our reality. Okay, just tell us a little bit about the history of the winery. Yeah, the history, it's uh, quite simple because six years ago we started from really simple farmers, a couple of hectares, and then during the age uh, we grew up, especially from the father of Giovanni that... Uh, what was his name? Renzo. Renzo, that is really historical and actually uh, still on the winery. So he did, he, did Renzo start it after the Second World War? Or was it a little bit later than that? When did Renzo start and then when did Giovanni take so over? So Renzo take the, the winery around... The 1980-1975 okay uh, so it starts to grow actors by actors to arrive on 2007 on under 60 actors is that large for your part of Veneto uh, yeah uh, especially because we planted mostly Prosecco and uh, Pinot Grigio that is quite a big company by the way but only in agriculture because we don't buy any kilos of grapes or wine because we are totally agriculture away so you're, you're 100% estate winery growing your own grapes what are your main wines and how much Prosecco do you make in terms of percentage oh, 7% 70% is Prosecco, 20% is Pinot Grigio, and then a 10% mix of white and uh, red wine, mostly Raboso and Pinot Noir. Okay, that's quite interesting. I mean, you've got the two sort of ace cards in Italian wine, Pinot Grigio and Prosecco. Yeah, sure. Tell me a little bit about the terroir. So our terroir is mostly deep clay, okay? No chokes, uh, even because it's from two big rivers, uh, Piave and uh, Livenza, and that is mostly characterized by deep clay. That's uh, normally when we planted all the vineyards, uh, mostly on 15 years ago, um, we make uh, a lot of work to have a really drainated ground and to don't have too much rain, to don't have much uh, uh, humidity on, in the on, soil. On, yeah, on the soil and to have really balanced, so to have a really healthy uh, vineyard, especially because 10 years ago we start our process on conversion of organic, but we took us um, two years ago as one of the biggest organic wineries in North Italy, totally certified organic and uh, even the, the winery is totally certified vegan. For us it's really important. Giovanni took the administration of all the winery five years ago on 2013 uh, and from that side we decided uh, to go on the international market, start to bottle the wine because before we were not bottler. Okay. You're selling in bulk? Yeah, mostly. Yeah, sure. And then we start this process and go to the bottle, bottleize our brand and uh, thanks God arrive uh, today that we are going doing very well in 25 uh, different markets and uh, we are recognizing as a uh, really good value on the market of organic Prosecco and organic Pinot Grigio. So Giovanni's reason for making sure all his wines were okay for vegans, is that because he's a vegetarian? No, it's not for this reason. Is, uh, is he a vegetarian? No, he's not a vegetarian. No, it's just a uh, Omnivore, <laughs> just uh, eat everything, but it's not that because it's the reason. It's different. Vegetarian and vegan in the wine, meaning that you can't add some substance like albumin, casein, or some other stuff that is typical from our industry. As an agricultural company, we never use this type of uh, substance, okay, to add to the wine. 
and on this way we decide to certify as vegan because we can do it and even the market requests for this so we want to show and certify that we are we don't use this type of substance so, so basically you you were making the wines vegan and you thought because we're yeah. making them vegan, we might yeah, as well we, we might we, as well let people know we, we are always on this way yeah we just want to let people know this yeah is that quite is that when you go to america i know you spend a lot of time in america it's a very important market for you is yeah. the vegan thing do people care about that no honestly uh united states didn't care uh, don't care that much about vegan even and the, and the even organic about the, organic. the story of organic in united states is really wired wired, wired. sorry because the market uh, on the last uh, five seven years on organic side for united states especially in the wine was not performed really well, especially because the USDA, USDA organic certifying have different rules from European. And normally it's without sulfates, that is really difficult to obtain in Europe. And normally to obtain wine like this, you have to pasteurize the wine. So, and you obtain a wine that is not good on quality. 10 years ago, start to launch the organic USDA certificate in the United States and people associate organic with not good quality. Okay, because many times was not good quality. So from that side, the performing of organic wine was not so well. But I just come from two days in Orlando for a, a healthy organic uh, fair of food and wine. And I can say right now that it started to change the things, okay? Because people start to understand that organic is different, that uh, is uh, especially if the wine from you know, uh, from uh, from Europe is mostly certified made with organic grapes, and they are start to recognize even with some shelf talkers, some neck talkers, that is something a plus. Okay, and so they are they can spend a little bit more about this. Absolutely. I mean, which demographic are you talking about? Are you talking about this famous millennials, or are we talking about older consumers? No, absolutely about millennials, especially because you know very well that even Prosecco, my, my my sector, is mostly composed by millennials and uh, ladies. So absolutely. So are you the biggest producer of organic Prosecco then? No, I'm not the biggest organic producer. Uh, but we have uh, the biggest uh, extension of uh, own property as organic prosecco because there's uh, some guys that uh, produce more as an uh, industry and produce more. But are they buying products. in grapes? Yeah, they buy so grapes of wine, yeah. So you're the biggest estate growing prosecco producer? Yeah, sure. That's amazing. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, we decide to keep it this way because we think uh, it's not for mod because it's totally, I can say, it's not convenient to produce organic prosecco. On the problems that we have, on disease, on uh, this type of humidity, uh, hail this year, it's really complicated to produce organic, okay, especially in Prosecco with our weather and our climate and our soil, whatever. So it's not convenient because the market is not is not valorizing yet the value, the had the add value. For, for just for Prosecco? For, for Prosecco and Pinot Grigio to organic, okay? But that's surely going to change. I mean, you're absolutely, I mean, I've heard a lot of people say that. Obviously, Pinot Grigio, people just want Pinot Grigio. They just want Prosecco. They don't really care if it's organic or not. But I'm sure, I'm convinced that will change. What I find interesting about what the winery's done is the fact that you drained the soil. I mean, if you were going to be organic on a very heavy soil, yep. it didn't drain well, I think you'd have had real problems. The fact that the soil was drained must have made it uh, easier for your winery to, to go to take the organic route. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, um, it's not easy. It's not easy. It's really difficult. I can say, even if we start to talk with Giovanni, it's so hard. And the father of Giovanni, when we start all the process of conversion, tell us, "Okay, guys, you are crazy. Totally one one time going this way, but 
we just said, okay, this is our way, this is our future, we want to take care, we don't want to use Dizermont, and the critogams, chemicals, we don't use this, okay? We don't, we are researching every day to use less copper because we don't like to use a lot of copper. So we co are, copper is for downy mildew for those Yeah, who absolutely, know. and we, we're using a uh, uh, just don't use copper, we are using uh, uh, rock powder, bicarbonate, just to dry the grapes and to have uh, uh, a better, better vineyards. But you have to understand very well that many times the organic vineyards is not as much beautiful as the conventional one. Because have, You're saying that have, they don't look as good? Yeah, they don't look as good, yeah, absolutely. It's different, it's a different concept because normally the great difference from conventional and organic, conventional is really it's like we can make a pair with uh, the humans, okay? On the conventional side, there's rain, there's cold. You go outside, okay? If you get something, if you get sick, you cure with some medicines, okay? Conventional si in conventional side on vineyards, it's the same. You have any disease, you cure with some medicine, that is these ones, that, uh, that's for the grass, uh, anticritogams or other stuff, okay? In other way, in uh, organic is if rain, cold, you get a scarf, you get a heavier coat, okay? And in the same way in organic vineyards, you have to cover and protect your vineyards and you have to do as much possible to protect and have less disease as possible, okay? Yeah, prevent rather than cure. Yeah, prevent, yeah, absolutely, and not cure. This is the difference because everything that you take inside the vineyards penetrate inside the leaf and go in your glass finally, that's it. Is your Prosecco made in, let's say, the classic way where it uh, looks like a white wine but it has bubbles in it? Do you make like a, a yeasty Prosecco wine that's bottled with some yeah. yeast in it? Is that Do you uh, do that or are you going to think about doing that? Oh, no, 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 absolutely. Uh, we produce it, I think. You we, do make one then? Yeah, we make two. Okay. We make also rosé. Go on, tell I us about that. Go on. I think we share 30% of the market, total market, because the surli that's common or colfondo or just the method of the, uh, the grandfather that made the Prosecco is something that uh, is performing well, but as numbers of Prosecco, we are just talking about 250,000 bottles total in the world. So. We are really good that we are producing something like more than 50,000 bottles yearly, okay, of uh, Prosecco Colfondo. Colfondo means uh, with, um, with, the with a sediment. Yeah, sure, absolutely. And from the last year, we also launched a rosé that no one produced in this way uh, from a typical race that is called Raboso, but uh, we have five, six setters. Raboso, yeah, really characterized by really high acidity, even because the ripening is really long. How pink is the color of the Raboso color okay. fondo? This was the big problem because the first year that we made it, we had too much contact with the, with the skin and uh, with the eastern side looks like brown. So it was so bad. But was it drinkable? Well, Did it taste good? The taste was so good. But, you know, even the eye need a good, uh, a good part for everyone. So after one year of training and make this wine, we arrived at a good result with a really no maturation, just uh, press, soft press of this type of grapes. And with a really pale color that uh, with the yeast looks like so good. And even because we use a really particular bottle that is uh, clear, is white, so it's uh, you can look inside what there is inside. Side. And from this side, we take uh, even a small tag called shake it because we okay. think that yeast is a part of the wine and we want to shake it before to serve the wine, okay? But hang on, we shake it when the bottle is sealed? Because if you start walking around a restaurant or at a party or at a wedding yeah. and shake it, at the top isn't on the bottle, you're going to create a bit of a mess, right? Uh, no, but by the way, it's really <laughs> something different, you know? Everyone wants to be a bartender, 
beer bartender <laughs> with the wine. So it's just freezy. It's not like a spumante. And I have 2.5 bars. So when you the, the, take the cork off, you don't have problem that the bubbles goes off. Okay? okay. I'll take your word for it. Absolutely. No, but it's really no problem. We make a lot of tests and we are even joking a lot on this. We also establish a really good website that is www.theorganicprosecco.com. It's not a commercial site. We, it's just our blog where we explain why drink organic Prosecco is better than drink organic conventional Prosecco, by the way. And uh, we push a lot uh, the question about uh, the cold fondo method. You know, it's a really different wine because it's only 10.5 alcohol, okay, really light, uh, totally dry, but you know very well in country like United States, it's not that easy to drink totally dry, but in fact, 80% of our market is United States of a type of wine, especially in New York or even Midwest in Minnesota, Florida, perform really well. So what's happened on this side? That we are trying to creating and to communicate very well that that is really integral, low sulfates, is like a social wine, okay? Many times we talk about what is the perfect meal to bear with wine. Okay, we don't think this. We like to drink the wine as social. It's just when you say social, like with friends. Yeah, sure. And the question about and this, the thing about uh, the surly, the colfondo method that we make, that we call, come on, shake it. Okay. That's like Taylor Swift invented that. Anyway, yeah, so something like that. this. Oh, it's happened. You know, we just really chill. We take in the middle of the table with whatever you want: fish, meat pizza, pasta, whatever you like. is high acidity wine, really dry, but fresh up your mouth really well from everything. And 10.5 alcohol meaning that you don't be drunk easily. So you can drink and drink and have a really good day, bubbles that is really freezing. So it's really social wine. It's not find the perfect meal for that type of wine. It's a fun wine. It's not It's not Absolutely. a wine that you should get too hung up about with food. It's just a wine Absolutely. with your friends. Absolutely. With friends, but also with food. No, because it's not really easy to drink that type of wine just alone, like be a rosé or a pinot grigio. It's not that style. It's totally, totally high acidity. It's inside a little bitter. So it's a different style. But, uh, but when you are with your friends, some good foods on the table, even a picnic. So it's great, absolutely. Do you think this cold fondo style will catch on for Prosecco? Because all these big, it's a brand, isn't it, Prosecco, effectively? So yeah. all brands have to constantly re- reinvent themselves. Is that one route you think that could become viable? Or is it just, is it, I mean, it's obviously more expensive to make it with the yeast in the bottle. So in the last two years, I know very well the market, and uh, I can tell you that uh, even the big monopoles of uh, Scandinavia is looking at this style, really on the small volumes, but this starts to look. So I think that uh, to identify a small part of the market, identify and uh, have a good performance on the brand Prosecco could be useful to have this. But many, many, many producers going on produce this style only uh, without the appellation Prosecco because it's only allowed to be 2.5 bar maximum. But I think that uh, right Prosecco on this style could uh, help us to brand it more and more Prosecco and just add the value. Absolutely. It's not easy. We think about Prosecco not far from 500 million bottles. Think about organic 12, 30 million bottles totally in the market. Think about Colfondo, 250,000 total in the market. But as you know, the Prosecco is a young appellation. It's not much years that is out. It's in the last seven, eight years booming. Absolutely. The way in front of us is long, but I think that if we want to believe in stuff like this, uh, we can do really, really well, even on Prosecco, that everyone around the world is saying, oh, at the end, in some years, we'll finish. 
I hope not. Yeah, I hope not as well. I just want to say thanks to my guest today, Luca D'Andrea. Thank you very much, Monty. the Giovanni Corvetto Winery in the Veneto. Really interesting to hear about your Prosecco, about your approach to organics. And shake it. Shake it, and about your, your views on the American market. Shake my hand. Thank no, you very we haven't much, got a bottle Monty. to shake, I'm afraid, yeah, but a handshake absolutely. will do. And I hope to get you back on the show in the future to see how this uh, Col Fondo Prosecco project develops. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Monty, for this interview. Grazie mille. Follow Italian Wine Podcast on Facebook and Instagram.